The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With victory literally slipping through their fingers against Tennessee on Sunday, the Bears are at home again looking to avenge their toughest loss of 2015 when Chip Kelly and the 49ers return to Soldier Field. Can the Bears right last year's wrong, or will they fall short again? All the best and so much more on the Week 13 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. When they take the field on Sunday, it'll be almost one year to the day since the Bears and the 49ers played that game in 2015. It's the same weekend, the first weekend in December. It's the same week of the season, week 13, just like it was last year. Circumstances are a little bit different on both sides of the field, but uh, nonetheless, these are two disappointing teams doing battle in a, for the most part, meaningless game. Um, but um, it's one that I want, and I want it bad. Oh, man, do I want it bad. <laughs> but, you know, because as you guys know, you heard me talk about it in just about every preview season, you know, opponent preview episode. I brought it up some way or another. I managed to bring it up. Um, I've talked about it several times throughout this year. If If you want me to hear, if you want me to stop talking about it, then the Bears need to close this deal on Sunday uh, against the 49ers. They have to win this game uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, just because the Bears could use a victory uh, at this point, they should have had a victory against the Tennessee Titans uh, on Sunday. And just for you know pride's sake, I don't want to be the team that the 49ers cracked their 10-game losing streak against. I just, I just don't, you know, and I certainly – Certainly don't want to lose to Colin Kaepernick. Um, you know, feel whatever you feel about his his stance and and all due respect to his cause and everything like that. I I agree with his cause, um, but what he did and when he did it for me reeked of look at me, look at me. I I am I am. Uh, I'm becoming irrelevant on my own team right now because he wasn't starting. And at the time, there was a lot of rumors swirling about Kaepernick not even being able to make the team. Then he goes ahead and does the whole sitting with the national anthem thing. And all of a sudden, he's a national uh, celebrity again. And uh, there you go. Now, he is what he is and, and most likely was a better quarterback than Blaine Gabbert. Didn't play that way last season. And uh, with the injury to his shoulder and everything, he didn't look like he was going to get a chance. And then all of a sudden he does this and, you know, a little too high profile for the 49ers to cut him and all the rest of that stuff. And and here he is. And uh, he started the last six games. The 49ers have not won any of them. But, um, you know, not exactly a streak that I want to see broken this Sunday against the Bears. So, um, so yeah. And 
we get to start things off with some breaking news. Uh, the news is that um, what we thought was going to happen last week, the announcement we thought we were going to get last week, was postponed to about half an hour ago at the most. Uh, Jake Cutler is officially done uh, for the remainder of the 2016 season. Uh, the rehab on that torn labrum in his shoulder has not gone the way that they've wanted to. So he is only going to have surgery to repair the shoulder on Saturday, and he is done for the remainder of 2016. So will that be the last that we ever hear of Jay in a bear uniform? You know, will they bring him back for one more year? You know, regardless of what the Bears do with their quarterback situation uh, in the offseason. You know, what uh, What I think a lot of people would like to see just safety net wise is, um, you know, whether Jay is the starter or the comeback next year, he is only on the books for about twelve and a half million for what quarterbacks are going for these days. That's pretty cheap, actually. And we know what we have with Jay Cutler. Um, we just know that he hasn't quite delivered on what we wanted him to what we traded two first round picks for him uh, back in 2009 and uh, so on and so forth. But whether Jay is the starter and the, the the new quarterback is learning from him or Jay is the backup, you know, backing up the young kid, um, I think it's a better idea to have him than to lose him uh, after this season. Like I said, depending on what it is the Bears want to do. You know, I read an article yesterday saying that, that Cutler and Fox might be back in 2017. I'm hoping that's not true. Uh, at this point, I'm hoping it's not true. Um, you know, I don't know. Honestly, I, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason. Um, and not in the same reasons it was interesting last year where we, uh, you know, we like I said, we were uh, – I've said many times we were low on talent but high on effort and we went out and filled in some of the holes on the defensive side uh, had another decent draft as we can see from the contributions uh, we're seeing from a lot of our uh, rookies uh, this season and the continued um, use of some of our other guys from last season and um, you know I think we have a solid uh, that we're building a pretty decent foundation uh, to go forward with and so I, I definitely think that no matter what happens, Ryan Pace is coming back. But whether or not John Fox should be the guy going forward, uh, I don't necessarily – I don't think so at this point. There's, there's Obviously, there's something missing. You know, there is something missing. And, and granted, he has had to deal with injuries like I have never seen any Bears head coach have to deal with up to this point. I mean, I don't really ever think that Lovey dealt with anything like this before – and, um, you know, like I said last week, maybe this is the whole Lovey is our new Billy Goat, you know, him him cursing us uh, for, for firing a coach after a 10 and 6 season uh, and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, maybe he's our new Billy Goat now that he's gone. The Bears will will never be healthy again. You know, we'll never have the the 22 guys that we have on paper going into training camp will never be the guys that take the field at any point uh, during the season. So. I don't know. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. Um, and I, I'm really interested to see 
what the attitude is, not by the Bears, but more so Bear fans, because we're all obviously very disappointed with the way that this year has gone. Uh, the optimism was high for improvement going into this season, whether whether or not you thought that would translate into uh, more wins this year was debatable. You know, obviously I was optimistic because of the schedule that the Bears had. The NFC East, the AFC South, there were not those were the two worst divisions in all of football uh last year. Now granted the NFC East is a vastly improved division this year cuz there could be three teams going to the playoffs out of that division. Uh the AFC South uh looked like it was very improved, but for the most part uh is this is the same division it was last year where it's basically somebody is coming out of that division basically because somebody has to not because they necessarily deserve it but um you know this was a schedule that i felt very comfortable with especially with the way some of the you know the home and away uh schedule uh went we we it's like we had most of our easier games uh at home like jacksonville like tennessee (laughs) and we ended up losing both of those games in extremely dramatic fashion um you know games that we should have won and won easily and in especially the jacksonville game we had a two-score lead going into the fourth quarter but uh you know i thought the win total would be a little bit higher you know eight nine games maybe ten if i was feeling a little squirrely about it but uh you know i at least thought that we would be better this year you know that it would be easier to watch this team play that it'll be fun to watch them play again not so much the case this year it's been extremely disappointing watching this team play for the most part um you know complaining about the same things over and over again you know where with the the offense can't stay on the field the defense can't get off of it talking each and every week in the review episodes about how the bears lost the time of possession game by like 14 minutes again and uh you know the penalties did this and uh you know what what was this guy thinking when he did that and and so on and so forth i mean it's it's basically how you talk about a team that's not very good but uh especially a team that that should be better than it is you know i don't know how much how much leeway or uh how much yeah i guess leeway would be the best word for it how much leeway you want to give john fox for the fact that uh injuries have absolutely decimated the team and that's not necessarily something in a head coach's control but um you know i think maybe you know last year was okay i mean at least we weren't too worried because look how decimated with injuries we were last year and we were still pretty good last year i mean that's what had so many people optimistic about this year was like well we can't be that ravaged by injury for a second year in a row can we i mean we'll be healthier next year and we got trevathan we got freeman we got akeem hicks um you know another year for eddie goldman and you know so on and so forth and and cutler's not going to have to learn a brand new offense for the first for only about the second time in his whole career uh with the bears and kevin white will be healthy and alshon jeffrey is back trying to trying to make his money and uh so on and so forth and we had a million reasons to be optimistic and yet really none of them have come true for us none of them at all (laughs) so um, and then we're facing this 49ers team that that had a, you know, a surprising start to the year by shutting out the Rams, 28 to nothing 
on Monday Night Football for the whole world to see. Second year in a row that they've done that. Going into that Monday Night opener against a team that people thought would make noise in the playoffs and make a run at things and that were supposed to be a much improved team only to embarrass them on national television and have literally nothing to show for it since then. They have they have lost every single game since then. They are one in they're 0 and 10 since winning that first game against the Rams. And like I said a minute ago, I don't want to be the team that uh, helps them break that streak. And there are a lot of different ways that this game can go because Kaepernick has Carlos Hyde, who's been running the football well since he came back from uh, injury. Uh, he has Torrey Smith, who was a deep threat that smoked us for that 70-yard touchdown to win the game last year. Um, you know, So they do have some pieces, some weapons they can hurt uh, the Bears with. The one major thing the Bears won, they're kind of riding high on confidence in Matt Barkley, after, especially after the fourth quarter that he had. We're confident in him that we can win with him because we should have on Sunday and when we put the game on Matt Barkley's shoulders in the fourth quarter he answered the call he answered the call and it was not his fault that we didn't win the game in the fourth quarter last week so we have that and the 49ers are literally the worst defense in football right now they've given up the most yards overall over I think 420 yards a game they're giving up they've given up the most points in the NFL this season and they are the worst in the NFL against the run so I mean tell me that just from hearing that that you as a Bear fan aren't salivating over this when we've got a young beast in Jordan Howard running the football I mean even even minus a carry I don't think he carried the football once in the fourth quarter without carrying the football once in the fourth quarter he had 84 yards rushing against the Titans uh last week put him on the field against the 40 I mean this could literally we could literally light the 49ers up in points we could finally break that 23 point ceiling that we've had since the Indianapolis game that's the most the Bears have scored all season is the 23 points I think this could be a game offensively where the Bears explode it could be it very well could be Jordan Howard running crazy it opened up the play action game it will certainly certainly ease up on any kind of pressure that the 49ers have to send because Barkley just might pick him apart so I don't know I'm, I'm excited that's one of the ways this could go and quite frankly as uh, as badly as I want to see the Bears win this game to right the wrong that took place a year ago at this time all those mistakes that they made they still should have won in regulation I want to stop talking about it <laughs> I really do but it still bugs me so much I mean it would have been you know instead of six and ten we would have been seven and nine big deal you know it really just more the fact that how many chances the Bears had to win that game and it was more like they didn't want to win it so they just kept giving it back to San Francisco and San Francisco was such a crappy team that they just out of their own incompetence kept giving the game back to the Bears the Bears would make a mistake for the 49ers to take advantage of and they just didn't so this would be the game where I want to see the Bears play another game like they did against Detroit. Play another game like they did against Minnesota where there's no question who the t- who the better team on the field is that day. And for the Bears to walk away with their 
third victory uh, of the season and to get revenge on that crappy game they had last year uh, against the 49ers. So, you know, those those are my thoughts on it. And, um, you know, it, it we didn't have a guest uh, this week. I couldn't pin one down for you guys. I apologize about that. But we play the Lions again uh, next week. So Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit will most likely uh, be back. We always enjoy having him on the show. And uh, we're in a much, much different place than we were uh, 10 weeks ago when we played the uh, we played the Lions. I, th- I think I've, I famously remember saying at the beginning of the interview that um, our teams have played at a combined six games with a combined one victory uh, between them. So, uh, you know, that's probably not the start that either one of those teams had envisioned, but there we are. And um, probably be a much different talk this time. Because since losing to the Bears, the uh, the Lions are six and one. Because they were one and three after they lost to us, they're seven and four right now. So uh, they could very well be eight and four coming into this game. Whereas uh, you know the Lions were six and one, the Bears are one and six after since then. So anyway, before we stray too far away from the the Bears and the Forty ers it's um, you know. There's not going to be a lot to this show. In fact, we're we're almost done already. We don't have our our guests to to you know to kind of give us a rundown on what the 49ers have been up to. Basically, they're one of the what two maybe three teams in the league worse than the Bears right now. They're the only team in the NFC with a worse record uh, than us. Us at two and nine, them at one and ten. Uh, they're on a ten game winning losing streak, not winning losing streak. And uh, they have the worst defense in football. I mean, there's really not a whole lot more to talk about there. I mean, I don't think they've had many opportunities to win games. They played the Patriots tough uh, a couple of weeks ago. But in the end, you know, the better team uh, prevailed there. And I don't think they've really had any, quote unquote, scares, if you will, with victory uh, since uh, winning that game uh, against the uh, against the Rams week one i mean i know that uh like week three week four whenever it was um they played the 49ers tough or excuse me they played the um the um cowboys tough i meant that's what i meant to say they played the cowboys tough but um you know i think that's when gabbert was still the quarterback for them but um you know let's see if i can dig up their schedule real quick 49ers. All right. So, yeah, they win against Los Angeles. Then they lose big against Carolina and Seattle. They lost by nearly 20 points against Carolina, nearly 20 against Seattle. Um, Close loss to to Dallas. Big loss to Arizona. Huge loss at Buffalo, 45-16. That was Kaepernick's first game. Uh, got doubled up on Tampa Bay, 34 to 17. They lost there, 41 to 23 against the the Saints. Um, the Arizona game is probably the closest one they played since then. They lost 23 to 20 in overtime uh, to Arizona. Then, like I said, New England pulled away 30 to 17 two weeks ago, and then last week 31 to 24 against the Dolphins. So, the one thing that I'm noticing is that. 
since shutting out the Rams week one, the lowest point total that they've allowed all season since then has been 23. Ironic, isn't it? Which is the ceiling for the Bears. <laughs> That's the highest they've scored all season. That's the lowest that they have allowed in this 10-game losing streak is 23, and that's a game they almost won against the Cardinals uh, a few weeks ago. So, I mean, this is a team that's that's been pretty much in turmoil all season thanks to the Colin Kaepernick thing, uh, thanks to the, the quarterback controversy, you know, because Blaine Gabbert was a suck fest right out of the gate uh, for the most part. Will they or won't they cut him? Will they or won't they uh, play him and, and so on and so forth? And, you know, the defense has been so bad, no matter what they do, is never enough. And, uh, you know, looking at some of these scores and everything, they've never really been close uh, to a victory or putting up any kind of point total uh, to help out in, in any of those uh, wins so I mean the keys in this game for the Bears will be to minimize the mistakes period I mean because you heard you've heard me many 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 times go on and on about the mistakes that killed us last year against the 49ers Robbie Gold missed two field goals we had a punt return that came back for a touchdown that was called back because of a holding penalty um, the pick six that Cutler threw a very ill-advised stupid throw that he made there you know and there were a couple of others that I'm probably missing uh, right now but that's how that game went it was just one mistake after another and despite it all the Bears still should have won the game so that's the same mentality or attitude that we should have going into this game we um we can't give the 49ers any reason whatsoever to get into this game we can't make a mistake or allow them to do something that will give them any kind of mental edge in this game we cannot allow that you know we can't have Matt Barkley throw an interception uh, we can't have Jordan Howard fumble the football we can't have a lapse in coverage and let Tory Smith run for a big you know get a big reception down the side we can't have a lapse in judgment or memory you know an assignment in and then let uh, Kaepernick do what Gabbert did us to us last year and run the ball 44 yards for a touchdown untouched in the middle of the field we have to avoid mistakes that will meant that will cause the Bears to lose this game you know because even though a lot of people are picking the Bears to lose they're still the better team here they really are you know, it's going to take those mistakes in order for the 49ers to win. I believe that wholeheartedly. I really do. So I, I definitely think the Bears should and will win this game uh, on Sunday. And if they don't, expect to hear me on the preview or the review episode on Monday talking about the mistakes that the Bears made that allowed the 49ers to stick around and eventually take this game from the Bears. You know, the big key, the big key will be our defense. And not so much because we have to shut down Kaepernick or Torrey Smith or Carlos Hyde or anything like that. Get the defense, keep themselves off of the field. I want to come back on Monday talking about how the Bears dominated time of possession for once. You know, I want to talk about how the Bears had a 10 to 12 minute time of possession advantage 
uh, over the weekend, that the defense did a great job of shutting the 49ers down, that the 49ers were 2 of 15 on third down, and that's why the Bears uh, were able to get the ball and that's why the Bears were able to, you know, even if we don't score more than 23 points, I want the defense to be the reason why the 49ers didn't score 10 in this game. You know, I really do feel like this is this like we're poised to have a big game this week. You know, I really do think that, uh, you know, we'll see some sacks from Willie Young for Nell McPhee this week. Maybe even Eddie Goldman to swallow somebody whole up the middle and take Kaepernick down. Um but uh, I, I would really like for the Bears to be able to take advantage of the situation that for the first time pretty much all season, they're the better team on the field this week. They are the better team, and I would like to see them play like it because in both games against the Lions and the Vikings, I thought they could win because it's the NFL and anything happens, anything could happen, the whole any given Sunday thing. But no one outside of the Bear fan base believed for a second that the Bears would win, and they did. And too many times this year have people believed the Bears could win, and they didn't. Um, so, I mean, that's why we're in the predicament that we're in uh, at the moment. But those are the keys. You know, defense is really the unit that we need to be worried about because um, I think that um, – with the failings on the defensive side for the 49ers, with them literally being the worst defense in football right now, yardage-wise, giving up the most points, giving up the most rushing. I mean, it's like 150 yards a game they're giving up on the ground. It's a staggering amount of yardage that Jordan Howard should have a big day, which would also you know, go into the whole the Bears are going to rule time of possession because they're running the football and they've got the, you know, the ball in their hand. It will take the pressure off of Matt Barkley that we won't need to put the game on him and put the game on his shoulders, but we've seen that he can handle it. And, you know, I, th I think this could be, you know, a relaxed game where the Bears are in control and the 49ers are constantly scraping to try to catch up. So as long as the Bears can stay out of their own way on Sunday, all things being equal, the Bears are the better team this Sunday and they should win. They absolutely should win, and I believe that they will. I really do. So, And if they don't, then hell hath no fury like a disappointed Larry D after another 49er loss. Because so, um, I, don't, I don't know how many of you guys have been with me since the beginning, but uh, one of my most legendary episodes was from 2009, Cutler's first game in first season in Chicago. It was our Thursday night game at San Francisco. And I absolutely lost my mind after that game because the Bears defense, which was without Erlacher, that was the year that Erlacher um, tore up his wrist week one against the, uh, the Packers, and we lost him for the season after one game. So the defense was terrible in 2009. Defense just awful in 2009. Um, and this was the one game we're playing, playing against a team that was way worse than us because that was the when the 49ers still had Singletary uh, as their coach. God bless uh, Samurai. But he, was, he did not have a good football team on his hands when he was in San Francisco. And they were a crappy team. And the only reason that the Bears lost that game was because Cutler threw five interceptions in that game. Um, 
you know, three of them weren't his fault because I, at least two of them weren't his fault because they bounced off of receivers' hands into the arms of a defender type thing. But the last play of the game, everybody knew Cutler was going to try to throw a touchdown pass to uh, – was going to try to throw to Greg Olson. And like an idiot, he threw to Greg Olson and he got picked off. So, um, you know, that was uh, – yeah. And then I, I recorded the show in my car – in my driveway on my mini recorder because I didn't want to get um, I had a neighbor in my in the apartment that I lived in at the time he would call the police like if I was watching a TV show and I was laughing too loudly he would call the police and tell them I was having some kind of rowdy raucous party downstairs so I didn't want him to call the police to have someone come down there because I was venting over this game uh, in my house so I did it in the driveway on my mini recorder it was about a 22 23 minute rant about why the Bears sucked and why I was done and everything because I even correctly predicted like the Bears have this game this game this game and this game we won't win again until we play the Rams in like three weeks and sure enough we didn't win another game until we play the Rams like three weeks later uh, and it was not pretty but um, yeah so I've had a host of disappointing shows to to do after 49er games. The only good one was two years ago when uh, the Bears beat San Francisco in their first game at the new stadium in 2014 on Sunday Night Football, where it was uh, we had the bizarro start to the year. We're home against the crappy Buffalo team, and we lose to them. Then we go on the road to the 49ers where the Bears hadn't won since Reagan was president, and we win that game go figure so but uh 2015 was disappointing and you guys have heard me complain about it for almost a year now and uh i'm i'm ready and i think that when we come back and we talk to each other on monday again that time will be over and we'll be talking about happiness and closing the door on the 49ers and uh moving forward into the last into the fourth quarter of the season and seeing what our beloved will be capable of three out of the last four against the nfc north to close out this year and uh see what we uh see what we got to deal with at that point so anyway i think that's going to wrap things up for us and uh, we'll be back on monday with the review episode talking about this game between the bears and the 49ers i have no doubt that it will be a victory episode on monday and if it isn't then god help us all so we'll be back on monday so until then my name is larry d and this has been the chicago bears review This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.